Welcome to the Playing Injured Podcast, where we have conversations to help people turn their adversity into their advantage. Welcome to episode 97. The guest of this episode is Todd Steinberg, who is the president of Camuso, a necklace concept that slows people's exhale to eight plus seconds, calming the entire nervous system. Now, in this episode, uh, we talk a lot about breath and how that helps lead to a better life, reducing stress, coping with tech apnea, sleep disorders, and leading just an overall healthy life. Uh, this is an amazing episode, and I can't wait for you guys to enjoy it. I always start the show with, hey, who is Ty, and how has Ty spent his time today? So I'll answer that in a way that who is Todd now versus who is Todd about five years ago? <laughs> I love it. So Todd woke up today and instead of reaching for uh, his phone, started breathing consciously. And uh, mm. that might sound like a small thing, but what it did was it got my brain in a, in a mindset of start the day calm. Start the day with an intention of not launching into 50 notifications. What am I, you know, planning out the whole day um, as compared to five years ago, Todd, who was waking up, launching right into stress. Cause it was like, what am I going to do today? How am I going to do it? Where am I going to fail? Where is anxiety going to come in? Um, and then I have all these emails. I mean, I'm like 15 seconds eyes open and I'm launching into that. So it's like, we don't, I, I wasn't thinking about, myself in a way where I have to take care of this machine, right? Like, I, I, like if you're a car, like, what do you have to get them? You have to provide maintenance. And now I think of it as like, Hey, like every day I need to check in on it. And by starting the day with some slow breathing, I know I'm going to be my best self right out of bed. I love that. So <laughs> the reason why I love that is because most people know that's the right thing to do is to not get on your phone right away. Maybe have an actual alarm clock, different things like that. I'll be honest with you, 100% honest. I woke up this morning and I checked my phone right away, right? Um, and honestly, you know, things have, you know, I'm going through a stressful time, different things like that. And I think um, when folks are going through a stressful time, um, they kind of get rid of these habits that they have. Right. Um, they allow themselves to go back to kind of square one to tie five years ago. Right. Um, I guess. How did you get to a point of and, and, and you, maybe you're not perfect every day. Right. But how did you get to a point of making sure that you keep these habits? In yeah, place? that's a great question. And, I, and I, it, you're right. It's like I, I own a brand about breathing and I catch myself breathing shallow, you know, multiple times a day. But going back to what you just said, I like it because I. The first thing I thought of when you said that was you can practice going back to sports. Like you could practice all week, that free throw, right? And it's, you got your elbows aligned, everything, knees bent, everything's perfect, right? And then when you're on the free throw line with, you know, zero seconds on the clock and you got to hit both free throws to win the game, there's something that stress does that changes the biomechanics, right? So, you know, it's like you can practice and develop a habit, but when adversity hits, that's when you know you have to work harder. So that for me took into effect because, you know, going back to five years ago, I, I owned a different business uh, and I was kind of 
celebrating the fact that I was a perfectionist. I thought I had a very high motor, uh, like mentally. I was I was always getting things done, very efficient. Uh, ran a pretty successful business, and uh, I started realizing that with my relationships, my sleep patterns, that I wasn't really happy. Like there were there was kind of more tension. I was checking boxes in my life, right? Like, oh, I got this done and that done, but there was just something kind of out of whack, right? Like waiting, uh, you're driving your car, just kind of keeps pulling left. Like there's just something not right. So, uh, and I just, um, met or I just started dating this girl. She's now my wife and we were kind of going through the same thing together. And it's like, Hey, what's up? What's wrong with us? And there was nothing really wrong, but after some research, we found out that we had something that is not really diagnosable, but is known as high functioning anxiety. And it's for people that, you look good. You, you know, you have your outer demeanor is awesome. You know, like you always seem to have it together. Uh, your life looks like you have it together, but underneath there's, uh, there's a lot of worry and there's stress. And, you know, they ask people, well, how could this guy have a heart attack at 46 years old? He look he looks like he's in shape. The guy runs every day. Well, the stress is why. And that mm-hmm. revealed itself, which is really interesting in that we're talking to one of my buddies who's a psychotherapist and, you know, he's walking us through, um, he's not really providing therapy, but he's just kind of helping us. He's like, look guys, I could just tell right now that I'm just looking at your chest, not to be weird, but I'm looking at your chest and I can tell that you're breathing shallow. And it was like, all right, like, of course, breathing deeply, I get it. It, it, it helps to so take a deep breath. He's like, no, no, I don't think you understand the power that breath has. And that is that if you can, extend your exhale specifically you're going to uh to reverse the stress response to reverse fight or flight so he's like here's a here's a straw and i want you to breathe through the straw and it was like that sounds stupid but i'll try anything whatever so i breathed through the straw and within 30 seconds i could feel my heart rate come down i could feel like my shoulders drop um i felt lighter i kind of felt like this like floating sensation and immediately i was just suspended in disbelief of like, why is this happening? How is just my breath able to get me to this place? And it's just science. It's the science of the nervous system and the science of the vagus nerve and how, you know, breathing is the brake pedal that, that calms what's going on in your mind. So, um, so I know I kind of <laughs> gave you a long answer there, but it's, it, I, I didn't realize at the time, this is the critical learning part was our brains are connected to our breathing and whatever you have high functioning anxiety, you know, we all have different forms of, of of that, but when it gets in the way of your sleep and it gets the way of your focusing, your creativity, your relationships, your ability to feel peace of mind, you got a problem. And the good news is there's an easiest solution that just needs attention more often than you think, because we take 20,000 breaths per day. So that's when the whole learning cycle started and it, and it really changed everything when we committed to it. Cindy, I see, you know, I'm looking at the, the brand, looking at Camuso, and I'm looking at the, the content that you put out and you talk about it's 50,000 thoughts and then 23,000 breaths that we take a day, right? And you just mentioned how brain, you know, our, our brain and our breath are connected, right? Now, folks can be going through a tough time or having a stressful day, whatever the case may be, Right. What's the correlation between the breath and these thoughts where we have maybe these thoughts where we're dwelling on maybe the past, we're looking too far into the future? Um, how can we start to 
use these stocks to settle in. I mean, and be a little bit more yeah, I, I wish, I wish everybody would ask themselves that every day, like a hundred times a day, because what we don't realize is that thinking is offline and breathing is offline. Uh, and it's not intentionally, right? You can control both, but let's be realistic. 50,000 thoughts a day, you're not gonna be able to control those, right? And there was a study done that said that 80% of those thoughts are negative, right? Or negative leaning. And so those negative thoughts create anxiety. And this, some of this is very healthy, right? Like we have this little part in our brain called the amygdala. And the amygdala is what senses threats in your environment. Good, right? Like you're walking down the street, uh, dark alley at night, you hear a noise, ping, you know, your brain picks up a threat. You launch into fight or flight, which means that your adrenaline is, is pumping. Your muscles are, 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 are getting fueled with oxygen and blood so that you can fight or, or run. Sweet. But problem with that is we're not in that state. We don't need that state very often. We're not in a dark alley very often, right? So what happens is we're in this fight or flight mode off and on all day, which is creating what's called uneven breathing. And uneven breathing just means that your breath is super shallow for a little bit. Sometimes we hold our breath inadvertently. Which again, it's good if you need that 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 sympathetic response. That's that's saying, hey, like like get ready. Or if you're going to bench press, you know, three hundred fifty pounds, like go into fight or flight mode. You need that, right? Like great. great. Okay. If you're going to go sprint or something, but not when you need the two hemispheres of your brain to align, so that you can be more creative, you can focus, you can have a conversation, you can sleep, whatever you need to be doing, like eighty percent of the day is what that's for. So. What we what we learned through this whole process, and by the way, I'm not a I'm not a doctor, a, a, a scientist, a neurosurgeon, uh, a breath coach. I'm just somebody that I learned to hack, and it works so well that I thought to myself, like, why why one didn't I learn this in school or anywhere else by my parents? Anything, like right. sports coaches, and all that stuff. No one taught me this. And two is, you know. If people aren't learning this now, like when are they going to learn it? So like maybe, maybe I need to teach it and maybe I need to teach it in a way that isn't like super scientific and wonky. It's just like, Hey man, stop, slow your breath and think about your breath. So back to your question is the 50,000 thoughts that come 80% of those are negative. That can just be as simple as I'm not talking about freaking out. I'm not talking about, uh, Oh my goodness! I just I have a cough. Do I have COVID? Am I going to die? I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm talking about those little sneaky thoughts of, man, that thing I said to that texted my buddy uh, an hour ago. That I could have said that differently, or um, or what am I going to eat tonight? Am I going to eat the same thing over and over again? And that is that going to cause me to gain weight? And if I gain weight, am I not going to be attractive? It's like that's called catastrophic thinking, and you don't even realize it when it's happening. That these are our thought patterns that are built up as a habit. And like five years ago, Todd, I was thinking, yeah, man, that's going to protect me. That's building up this like, uh, like I have like these high sensory abilities to, to predict the future and to react to it, to build this, uh, to build techniques to fight adversity. It's like, no, man, you're, <laughs> you're just making yourself anxious. And when you live in anxiety, several things are happening to your body and to your mind is like your heart is beating faster. That's not a good thing. You're um, yeah. that's creating inflammation in certain cases. Heart disease still number one killer in the U.S. Right? Like we got to think about that. That hypertension is affecting us, and it's creating a sense where you probably are not focusing on the present moment enough. Like you think about your work, your relationships. Like you're having a conversation with your significant other. Are you really there? <laughs> I like to ask people. 
when you're next time you take a shower and really think about this, people, next time you're in the shower, ask yourself, am I really in the shower? Because a lot of people are somewhere else. You know, they're not thinking about the soap or the shampoo. They're thinking about what they're doing tomorrow, what they did today, what they did wrong, what they could have done better. You got to try to be here. And that's where our thoughts can get ourselves in trouble. So I think our message is more this. The thinking's not going to stop, right? Don't try to stop it. It's, 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 we're built to think that's okay. That's a good thing. Keep that motor going. But if we can't control our thoughts, we can control our breath, right? So control the pace of our breath. Because right now, you're probably averaging about 20 breaths per minute, which means we're over breathing, right? Because our minds are going fast. Our breath is going fast. And if your breath is going fast, it means you're somewhere in that fight or flight state, which means that you're probably not operating like that. Going back to that free throw, you're probably holding your breath. You're probably breathing shallow, which is launching into fight or flight, which means your muscles tense up. And it means that you're probably going to brick it because you're, because your muscles weren't loose. Right. Um, right. And it's just, it's, we just do it in different levels all the time. So it's just like, Hey, control your breath. And I don't mean you have to get into some like 10 minute ritual. You can for 90 seconds, just breathe in through your nose into your belly and out through your mouth for a count of like six or seven, like breathe in for four and out for eight. And you do that for a couple minutes. You're going to feel better. Not because I said that or because it's a theory that's proven by science. So try not to worry about so much about your thoughts because it's hard to manage. But if you can get into a breathing pattern, then the thoughts become easier to manage because you're not caught in that fight or flight. It's easier to manage thinking when you're calm, not when you're, you know, even, you know, a four out of 10 on the fight or flight level, because then there's cortisol, which is clouding your ability to, uh, you know, to be rational. Ever, ever try to have a conversation, a logical conversation with your girlfriend or boyfriend about about anything and they're worked up, it's impossible because there's emotions. The emotions, it's just cortisol. It's just that stress hormone. So, um, so yeah, so it just try to work on your breath and not only your thoughts, but your breath first. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think it's, it's uh, like a shift of perspective to kind of think about that, right? Of, hey, let's focus on your breath because the thoughts kind of come automatically, you know, um, and, you know, hey, we can control our thoughts and different things like we can try to control our thoughts, but it's tough, you know, but controlling the breath uh, and it makes you, it does make you feel like that being nervous. I remember before basketball games, even when I first started the podcast, I'd be super nervous. I had to take some deep breaths to kind of calm myself down. Being in a stressful moment, it's proven that when you take a deep breath, even you don't even have the back of my research, you can just feel it on just stopping taking a deep breath being more present um is what it's all about. well actually just just to add one thing there is that's I where that. i got caught was take a deep breath and it was like mm. don't, don't just take one <laughs> uh take like five to ten and take them in a certain wow. way because it's like I, I everyone says that it's like take a deep breath it's like yeah i know but how you take that deep breath can make the difference between an effective breath and an effective breath so that the effective breaths are and this is the first part of it. Always breathe through your nose. That's where you're going to capture toxins. Breathing in through your nose is going to slow the rate of breath. It's going to actually oxygenate your blood more. I mean, there's so many things that happen just by shutting your mouth. When you sleep at night, sleep with your mouth closed. It's going to affect the shape of your, of your mouth, of your, of your face. Like th- these are all, if you, if you guys pick up a book, uh, I highly recommend James Nestor book called breath. Incredible. Changed my life. Um, this is all trying to learn about breathing 
And, you know, you work with athletes too. Like this is a real studies from Stanford University that show that the way you breathe and how many breaths you take per minute can dictate how long you live. Just a little sidebar, like you look at the animal kingdom, you know, you look at a tortoise, tortoise takes two to four breaths per minute. They live up to 200 years. Right? And then you look at a mouse who takes a hundred breaths per minute and lives about two years. So it's like, I'm not saying it's all correlated, but there's something there, right? That the less, if we're breathing less, I know it sounds counterproductive, but if we're breathing less, then everything else kind of comes together in our, in our body and our minds better. And obviously we're not going to you know be, be focusing on breathing all day, but if you just pay more attention to it, you're going to do it right. So back to like how you take the deep breath, it's in through your nose. Try to try to like right now, if you can try to just go in through your nose for four seconds and then out through your mouth for eight. That and do that five times in a row, that is going to change your state of mind because it's literally triggering what's called a vagus nerve, which is a nerve that is just meant to relax your, your nervous system. It touches all the major, major organs in your body. And you can calm yourself by doing that breathing technique. Um, an even better way, if you're really stressed out, is to exhale with a humming sound. I mean, maybe you need to be alone to do this, but it sounds like this, like, <sighs> and that sigh is creating a vibration in your chest that is then further activating the vagus nerve. So, I mean, it's crazy all the stuff that breath can do. So when you're thinking, hey, I need a deep breath, try to take five and try to do it in for four and out for eight. And then for kicks, if you want to throw on the side, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll up the, up the stakes a little bit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yeah, um, you talk about stressful moments, right? And, and that's, that's kind of what you would do in, in a stressful moment or maybe even some people who, like I said, they, they, uh, they open up the mail and they see a notice of a, of a bill that they weren't prepared to see. Right. Uh, or for me, for instance, I remember getting my ACT score. And it was lower than I expected. And my heart was beating so fast, right? And these are kind of almost in a way these traumatic experiences in real time, right? Is is deep breath, is any other things you would do in those moments, uh, besides just taking these deep breaths to, to help folks through these moments. Yeah, so that's, a, that's another great one. Um, I'll actually I, I was right there with you with my ACT scores. Uh I I did so badly on my ACTs that I didn't even submit it to college. <laughs> it's terrible, man. I mean, and I, I did okay on my SAT, so that, that kind of saved me. But um, I think they should just is are the ACT still going on? I believe so. It's it's been over a decade since I've been in, in high school. So uh years. <laughs> but but yeah. no, to answer your question, uh, I'll even I'll go a step further here. It, you got nervous, you got anxious when you saw the result. I'm going to take you to your phone real quick. Like there's something that we do inadvertently when we check a text message. It's the, you get a message on your phone, right? And you're like, all right, cool. Who is this? Whoever it's from, there's, there's a response in your brain that's conditioned to anticipate the message before you read it. And what that means is that it's, maybe it's from your girlfriend or from like someone that sometimes sends you negative stuff. If you're anticipating that the message could be negative, you've already sent a signal to your breathing to become shallow. And there's something called, look, you guys can Google this, it's called tech apnea. Tech apnea means that when you look at a screen, 
you're going to hold your breath or your breath will be shallow for a certain period of time because of the anticipation of what you're going to read. What is this going to be? Is yeah. it going to be a good message, a bad message? Is it going to make me laugh or am I going to stress out? Do I have to respond right away? Should I respond later? Should I, should I, oh, wait, what messages didn't I respond to from yesterday? It just gets you into this, this catastrophic thinking where you're not, you're not, uh, you're already off to a bad start, right? So I know this sounds silly, but when you're checking your phone, try to, try to remember to breathe uh, because you're probably not breathing correctly when you're checking your phone or you're on a like you're on a zoom or you're you're checking your emails this goes for any screen but your question is basically like what can you do other than breathing is it's it's about the perspective and i know that we're all taught about perspective but um it it, it's it's it kind of like goes one step before perspective which is awareness the awareness of your Mm. perspective the awareness that it's like the best way someone taught it to me was like virus software. I'm kind of dating myself because no one uses virus software anymore. But you go back like 10 years, there was like, you know, you're on your computer and then you see this notification pop up. It's like, bing, you know, you just downloaded the Trojan horse virus. That was your computer letting you know that something's going on in your computer. Like you just did something wrong. Like, all right, let me stop and figure this out. That's what, that's what mindfulness is. That's what awareness is. Mindfulness is just, it's a, it's a, it's a crafty name for just being aware, right? Like I'm aware that I just got an envelope and I'm aware that I'm already tight. So it's like just that awareness alone is the, is the hardest muscle to build because we just kind of forget, we get going and it's like, but if you can just get a little bit of separation with anything you do, whether that's the envelope coming or someone's, someone sits you down, you're like, yo, like I got to talk to you. It's like, oh, immediately fight or flight. Instead of that, it's like, all right, this person just said that to me. That that's like lighting me up all over the place. Of like, I'm just feeling tense. If you're aware of it, then you can do something about it. If you're not aware, have you ever try to talk to somebody that's not aware that they're angry <laughs> or it's not aware that they're drunk? You know, it's mission right. impossible because now you have to convince them that they're in a certain state of mind. But when they're aware, it's like, you know what? I'm angry, and um probably saying things I don't mean. And if you say, if you talk to someone that says that, that makes it a lot easier because it's like, all right, at least they're aware of what's going on. So rather than getting into the complications of how, what mindset to have awareness, just aware, be aware. And you're aware, I know it's going to connect the dots in, in a strange way, but when you're aware of your breath, it means that you're in this moment right now. If you're thinking about like I'm taking an inhale and then I'm taking an exhale. There's nowhere else you are. You are in this moment. You're not five minutes ago. You're not two years ago. You're not thinking about what to make for dinner tonight. You are you are right here right now, which is the most important thing to be because this moment right here is the most important moment. I mean, if you're aware in that moment, you're going to be making a better decision because of your, because of your awareness. Yeah, 100%. I think... <laughs> So many things that can trigger us on a day-to-day basis. It's acknowledging, right? And that's why you say it's important not to wake up to that stuff. Different notifications, text messages, even things that you open up on social media. Seeing, you know, tapping on somebody's story, seeing, okay, this is I'm expecting to see, scrolling. It's it's a lot that goes into it. So breathing is definitely something that's extremely important. Um, Talking about breath work, right? I don't know. Most people don't have a breath work practice that they do do you have a breath practice that you do every day or you know i I, I hate to call it that because it sounds like it's something you have to commit to and it's like some you know like all right i gotta wake up at 6 a.m and run three miles so the the first question i ask people is and we're talking about building a habit is like 
do you brush your teeth? And the answer is always, yeah, of course. Okay, how many times do you brush your teeth per day? Twice, religiously. You know, like even if there's some problem, I'm going to brush my teeth, right? Like why? Why do you brush your teeth? Well, because you want to take care of your teeth, right? You want to not get cavities. You want to have good breath. So then I flip it to, okay, what do you do twice a day for your mental health? And it's just like I get blank stares. You know, like I, people, some people say, well, I work out. And it's like, all right, that's good for mental clarity. But is it for your mental health every day? What are you doing twice per day? Um, some people journal, which is awesome. Some people take walks. Sweet. Some people do yoga. But I think where I'm going here is like, if you're going to, if you're going to take that four or five minutes out of your day to brush your teeth, you could take four or five minutes out of your day to breathe better. And all it is, is this repetition of what I just showed you, which was that four in, eight out, or even five in, five out. Because what you're doing is you're creating a breathing repetition of six breaths per minute. And that, if you go to that book by James Nestor, he explains that that is the optimal rate of breathing. You think about how you breathe when you sleep, you know, Roll over and listen to your partner sleeping at night. They're taking really nice, long inhales and nice, long exhales, or they should be. And what that's doing is, is allowing your sleep cycle to get into that REM5, you know, to get that, that really deep sleep so that you feel good the next day. That's allowing your brain to do its thing and your body, right, to heal or, uh, or whatever is happening. You have, you have an injury. You're trying to, you know, reduce the inflammation. All of the, that, that breathing helps. So. That's why I don't like to get into the technicality of, I mean, there's a hundred different breathing techniques, right? There's breathing techniques you can use for energy in the morning uh, that are amazing, uh, that gets you up, right? To get more oxygen, oxygen into the brain. I can cover that in a second. But the best breathing technique to use is either coherent breathing, which is just five in, five out, or it's four in, eight out. Just depends on where you are, man. If you're already relaxed, five in, five out. That's what I do. Like at night, I'm always five in, five out, and I'm asleep within like, 30 seconds. It's crazy. And I've done that as a habit. It wasn't always like that, but now I can fall asleep on a dime with most nights with when I'm stressed. And when I realize that there's something coming that I'm, I can feel that tension, aware of that tension, right? Then it's the four in eight out. Cause then that, I, that longer exhale is building it up so I can do that. And that's where our company Camuso came in. We actually built a, a necklace that extends your exhale. It's got one purpose, right? Extend your exhale to eight plus seconds, five times in a row so that you neurologically and physiologically can feel calm. And the reason it's the necklace is so effective for us is it's physical. You're wearing it. And because you're wearing it, you're thinking about it. And because you're thinking about it, right, you're more aware and that you're taking those deeper breaths, uh, especially when, you know, you're in traffic or you're waiting in line at Starbucks. And it's like, man, this guy's taking forever. And now you're triggered. Now it's too late, right? Now you're already triggered. You're in a bad mood. You can breathe for 90 seconds and use this tool or do it on your own. And you are now in a, in a better place. And the tool is good because again, it's physical. You're attached to it. looks good, feels good. And you're actually using something you're wearing to feel better. So the breathing technique is really just a breathing habit. And if you can build the habit of breathing better to feel better, your whole life's going to change because you feel less heavy, less tight, less anxious. It's like less all the negative stuff and that a positive stuff gets better. And it's not going to like flip your life like immediately, but you're just going to start to feel like, hey, I realized I'm kind of in a better mood more often. Like, and I'm kind of better yeah. to be around and I can sleep better and I can focus better. And the things that used to really annoy me and I would complain about, they're not so big anymore. And the perspective changes because 
now you're not deciding from fight or flight mode. You're, you know, like now you're not taking that free throw from a tense, you know, uh, stance. Now you're nice and relaxed and you're letting the muscles do their thing because that's what they're trained to do, but not in fight or flight mode. So, uh, so yeah, so if you can just get to that habit building better, then you can change it. Yeah, I love it. And, and not being in that flight or fight, fight or flight mode, which uh, a lot of us are in, especially uh, just based on our ancestors, right? It's just a, a thing of like, maybe if you do open up that piece of mail, we do get that notification. It reminds us of seeing a lion in the wild or something like that. And so we still have those same emotions that we had from our ancestors. And so being able to slow our breathing down uh, in real time things a lot better. Uh, so I want to talk about your tool and, and what it what, what inspired it. Uh, I know you talked a little bit about breathing through a straw earlier, right? Uh, we'd love to hear more about it. Why do you feel like it's important to have a tool like this to, to, to breathe um, and, and exhale? Out? So breathing through a straw, and I'm thinking this is one of the dumbest things I've ever done. Like that I, I probably look ridiculous, right? And 30 seconds later, it started for me and it was like, wait, this is working. Why is it working? I don't care. This feels good. Uh, and then I was thinking, okay, cool. Like I'm going to carry a straw with me and I'm going to go, you know, hide in the bathroom and breathe through a straw, whatever I need to. And then my wife, my, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time was like, wait a second. Um, you know, she's a fashion designer and she's like, what if this became an accessory that, that we could wear that looks cool. and it was like, wait a second, that's pretty cool. So it like no joke, a few days later, we're still thinking about this. And it's like, all right, we're carrying the straw. We're at this like art walk in our neighborhood downtown. And this guy is selling these, we go to this tent, this guy is selling these old looking flutes. And it just looked cool. So we went over to like talk to him about it. And he said they, these are these flutes from uh 17th century Japan called Shakuhachis. And it just looked cool. The design was cool. So uh we're playing with them and he was telling us that these Kombuso monks would use the flute to meditate. That was how meditation was born in Japan and uh, that they were monks of nothingness, that they would use their breath to release their ego and to be present. And we were like, whoa. And then all of a sudden it was like, wait a second, the straw in my pocket, the flute, this is kind of like stars are aligning here is a message from the universe saying, you know, we should do something about this. So we designed a, uh, a breathing tool. And I, I remember that night I Googled meditation tool, found nothing, uh, breathing tool, found nothing. I was like, how does this not exist? And it's just that breath work at the time, whatever it was, six, seven years ago, which just, it didn't exist. And, or not that it didn't exist. It just didn't exist in the mainstream as much, but people were doing it and it was taught by, you know, different wellness streams. So, but the tool didn't exist. So I was like, all right, you know what? Let's see what let's see what happens here. So in the meantime, my my friend who's a, a psychotherapist was like, hey, if we design something, can you test the ideal exhale? So he started doing that with his patients. We got to a point with the diameter and the and the length that we designed the ideal circumference and, and length of a of a of a tube that would function as a breathing tool that could be worn around your neck. And <clears throat> it was funny because we created it and it worked for us. And we're like, all right, we're gonna start this company. Because we think it's going to work for everybody else, and then our friends and family were like, "Are are you serious? Are you really sure you want to do this? this is this like who's going to do that? Who's going to wear that? Like, is like this sounds ridiculous?" And and it just, I just had this like intuitive feeling that it's going to be a thing. 
And it's not going to be a thing because it's cute or because it's it's some like trendy thing. It's going to be a thing because it works and because it's rooted in science and because it's going to bring people away from their phones and away from the digital distractions and into this, the monks of nothingness, right? Into this Camuso state of mind where you can be still. And on the back, we engrave stillness in Camuso, uh, in, in uh, sorry, in Japanese kanji, which, and I want you to ask yourselves right now, like when was the last time you sat down for like five minutes by yourself without your phone in quiet, not trying to fall asleep at night, just anywhere. Like you, you go on a plane, people immediately are plugging into their, to their, you know, their earphones and, and their apps and their games. It's like their movies, like we need constant distraction. The brain needs stillness. And I don't mean dead still, right? But if you could just sit down by yourself for five minutes and not be freaked out by that, then you're making progress. And that's where the breath comes in, right? It's like, you can call it meditation. I don't like calling it that because it gets a little too, uh, I think people frame meditation as this like spiritual practice or it's too like a uh, monk on a mountaintop type thing. This is just about a wellness practice that you're doing every day, hopefully twice a day, like brushing your teeth that involves a simple breathing routine. And that's where like, you can tell yourself you're going to, like you were saying before, like, yeah, I can tell myself I'm not going to check my phone in the morning, <laughs> but it's hard. It's one thing to actually do it. So that's why the necklace comes in. The necklace is, it's simple to wear. It, there's no tech. Uh, there's no attachments to it. It's just a necklace and you just breathe through it. And if you can do this for 30 to 60 days, you're going to build up the neuroplasticity in your brain to develop the habit. If you do it twice a day in 30 days, you can create a habit. So, and the habit means that you're going to stick to it. And you're going to stick to it because you like it, because you like the feeling it gives you after breathing deeply for, you know, one to two minutes. So yes, it was inspired by straw breathing and it felt ridiculous at the time, but you know, now 150,000 customers later, we are like, we have, we have, you know, 80% of our reviews are five star because people say, and it's amazing how many stories you get about people that quit smoking, vaping, People that use it, actors use it before their auditions. Uh, professional athletes use it uh, in the locker room. You know, a corporate people are using it before a meeting or in the car. People using it to go to sleep at night. Uh, people using it to get off anxiety meds. Like, I don't think we created something that is all that, uh, all that crazy. But we're just leveraging a, an ancient science that a simple science that, that works. It's just that it only works if you use it. So the, the tool is saying, hey, I'm hanging around your neck and the weight of it is going to make you realize that breathing matters because it taps into that awareness. Love it. And um, man, where, where can people find a necklace at? Where can people go to find this necklace? I took a look at it already. Um, different colors. I saw gold. I saw silver. Um, and it was just a very stylish look. First and foremost. Thank you. Um, so I want to commend you on, I guess, you know, the fashion design background that your wife yeah, has. Yeah, don't commend me. Come um, in, come in my wife. She was, right. <laughs> she did that and she was incredible at it. And it, and it's a simple design. It's a minimalist design. It doesn't have, you know, a lot going on, but you know, and you'll have some of that inspiration was from the, the, the flute, but the website is, uh, it's K O M U S O design.com. It's Comuso design.com. You just Google Comuso and you'll see, uh, You'll, you'll see our site come up there. We have a few different options. We have 
like if you're really into, you know, like the class, it's called the shift because it shifts your breath and shifts your mind. Yeah. So you can do the classic shift, which is, which is what most people use as the most, uh, you know, that's our bestseller. We just came out with the active shift, which, you know, if you're going to wear it to work out or you're going to sweat in it, or if you're going to go swimming or whatever, you just want it on all the time. It's got a nylon cord and it comes in different colors. So that's more for, you know, just a different look and feel. Uh, but any way you shift, we just want you shifting and, and, and breathing better. And that's what the tool can do for you. So uh, really appreciate asking about the website. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking a look at it now. And this, you know, the Instagram page, different things like that. I'm going to definitely make sure I link this uh, into the description. I think it's a neat tool. But like you said, it, it, it brings awareness, right? A tool like this will help bring awareness to the moment, awareness to actually being quiet. Um, I love that you said that most people don't have quiet time to just quiet down the brain because uh, we're kind of scared of our own thoughts. Um, and having something like this will help us be a little bit more comfortable with the thoughts um, that we have and, and allow us to have more quiet stillness. So, um, Todd, I appreciate you uh, joining the show. And, uh, man, you had a ton of value that a lot of people can, can run with practical advice. That's what I love practical advice that folks can, can take in, in uh, using their real life. Yeah, thank you so much. And, and whether or not you you buy one of our tools, just think about breathing. Think about breathing better and think about what that awareness can bring to your life because it, it will, you know, one of my favorite quotes is like, it's actually an economic quote, but a rising tide will lift all boats, right? It's like saying, you know, when the economy gets better, everybody does better. But when your breath gets better, everything else around it gets better. All the boats come up. So, uh, so take a deep breath and, or take five of them. <laughs> and, uh, I wish you guys all, all well. Yeah. So I, I appreciate it. We can take a deep breath, um, and just enjoy the rest of the day and enjoy the rest of our lives, man. With deep breaths. All right. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for the opportunity. I love it. Our brand design and strategies by Tessa at fivefootstudios.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at fivefootstudios. Our music is by Lakey Inspired. Go ahead, subscribe so that you never miss an episode and click the five stars to give us a rating. And most importantly, 